0: You're listening to Orange and Blue Bloods. Hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beer. Let's get to it, New York. With this Mitchell Robinson injury, So Nick say, Mitchell Robinson had successful surgery to repair a fractured thumb suffered in Wednesday's loss to the Wizards. Robinson will be reevaluated in three weeks and remain on the shelf until at least then. Robinson is in the first year of a four-year, $60 million deal. He's first in the team in blocks, second in rebound, so a, a, a major loss here. Ah, uh, Tommy. Just off the off the jump, how do the Knicks make up for this Mitchell
1: Robinson loss? They yeah. gotta hope that the Isaiah Hartenstein they signed shows up and not and not the hardenstein that's that's basically been a net ne- a, a significant net negative for the knicks over the past month or so um you know they they signed hardenstein as uh you know it, what they felt would be a important contributor um and a key cog in the rotation um you know, it's going into the season there wasn't it wasn't even sure that mitch rob would be the starter you know there was there was talk that maybe hardenstein could play yeah. starters minutes or you know and and most more than likely split you know the 48 minutes 24 24 On the plus side of things, Jericho Sims exceeded expectations. We kind of saw that in training camp, um, in summer league when he when he played really well, um, played well in the preseason, carried that forward going into the regular season, and and has stepped up um, so he can be relied upon minutes. Hartenstein hasn't lived up to expectations. So, um, and to me, the key going forward, and and this is kind of um, something that I, I think makes a lot of sense for the Knicks is for them to really experiment with the Obi Randall combination at four yeah. and five, play some Randall at five. Um, you know, I was just, uh, I'm, I'm in the process of writing about it uh, this morning. Um, the Knicks really have failed to, have failed Obi Toppin. Um, it's, it hasn't been a, a good maxim, you know, they haven't maximized his skill set, his talents. Um, arguably the most athletic player on the team um reigning slam dunk champion they stick him in the corner um looking at the numbers on the season he's been involved as the role man in the pick and roll a total of 10 times this entire season it's january 20th um Uh, I think uh, I think it's 18 trans, um, uh, you know, so he's, you know, his his usage rate is low, um, less than 60 uh, uh, transition fast break opportunities. These are the things that you want to, you know, really get him out and running. Um, It's just it's been a terrible situation for for Olby playing behind Randall for Tibbs, who doesn't you know, who's not a big proponent of resting his stars Um, and just the way that he's been utilized. They haven't maxed it out. Uh, um trade deadline's 3 weeks away this is an opportunity for the you know they part ways because it it right now this is trending like they're they're headed towards a divorce this may be one last opportunity before they sell low on a player that's talented and and and, and is coveted league wide to give him an opportunity to kind of show what he can do um just all the things have kind of fallen to place Mitch Rob being out um, you know, the Hartenstein struggling, the Knicks offense kind of stagnating a little bit. This is an opportunity to inject some energy and some athleticism into and some pace into into the Knicks offense. And I think Obi's the guy to do it. Um, And I hope that they uh, it, that they incorporate that going forward.
0: Yeah. And, and to me, it, it becomes almost less about even just trying something that may or may not work with Obi. It also becomes more of a. Um, self preservation for the Knicks to play OB more minutes because of how bad Harden sign has been. Like the notion of playing Harden sign 25 30 minutes at this point is scary to me with how he is playing. Now, like we talked about in the previous episode, maybe that's what he needs. Like maybe he just needs right. more time and maybe he needs to not have necessarily have to be looking over his shoulder knowing he's going to come out soon because of how poorly he's playing. But in a game or two, if you see that he's still giving you essentially no production with the extended minutes, then you have no choice but to play Obi Top in more minutes. Because we know Jericho Sims, as good as he's played, he's not necessarily a guy you want to play 25, 30 minutes either. So I think for the sake of just self-preservation, even forget about you know whether or not you're going to lose him or, or not get the most out of him. like They have to play the best players they have on the team. I, Isaiah Hartenstein playing 30 minutes is just not conducive to that. So they're going to have to get, what well, we talk more opportunities. And I kind of hope that maybe this is kind of OB's moment that we saw from Quentin Grimes earlier this season when Quentin Grimes got started at more in time after coming off an injury and he hadn't had to work himself into shape. And he started playing extremely well. Like maybe this is the opportunity OB needs. Like maybe uh, he came back from this uh, recent leg injury. He's kind of been playing very spot minutes, not necessarily getting involved in the offense, you know, the only hope really the Knicks have, I think, is, is that he kind of plays towards the level he was playing earlier this season, and we do see Tibbs work with that four or five-man lineup of Toppin and Randall. The Knicks are not going to be great defensively with that lineup. The Knicks aren't going to rebound that well with that lineup, but the Knicks can outrun people and they can outscore people with that lineup. So I'm hoping that Tibbs and the team understands that that has to be orchestrated in this uh, equation.
1: Yeah, 69 minutes, uh, Toppin and Randall played together. Um, it's been basically a net neutral. Um, I think it's like minus 0.8 net rating, um, so not great one way or the other. But they're actually better defensively than I thought they'd be. I think it's around a 113 defensive rating um, in that two-man lineup. Um, so, yes, it, it's definitely worth worth exploring, at least, at the minimum. Um, uh, and, and two other things, Hartenstein, um, maybe as you said, getting shifted into the starting lineup, you know, maybe you know, kind of jumpstart what plus the fact that he's going to be playing alongside um, uh, Barrett, Randall, and 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 a, and a great point guard in Brunson, so that yeah. may also trigger, you know, t- kind of um, and but but two things, um, uh, one with Hardenstein, if he's on the floor, put him in situations to but both this goes for both Toppin and and and, and Hardenstein, if they're on the floor put them in situations to succeed and that means you do, do, having Hardenstein do the things that he does well Facilitating from the top of the key, you know, having him catch the ball to nail and, and and feed, you know, shooters on the outside. Have guys cutting, um, and same with Toppin. It's not enough just to play him increased minutes. It's putting him in position to succeed. That means having him as as the as the role man in a pick and roll. Um, having him take the top off the defense by throwing him lobs, increasing the transition. And Hardenstein is a good outlet passer. Increasing yeah. the pace when he's on the when 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 uh, uh, especially when Obi's on the floor and IQ when he's on the floor with IQ have those guys get out and run get some easy baskets um and, and, and again, the other benefit to, to playing Obi Moore is reducing uh, Randall's minutes. One of only two players in the NBA averaging over 39 minutes per game over the last six weeks. Um, we've talked about that before. Um, that, that serves the dual benefit of not only increasing Obi's opportunities, um, but giving Randall some, some much-needed rest in games um, so he's not worn out by the fourth quarter.
0: And I don't know if you remember the game against the Warriors when Knicks had this massive blowout at the Garden. And in the second half and most of the fourth quarter, a lot of the bench guys were playing and Hardenstein was playing. And essentially we saw like Clipper Hardenstein there for the first time all season, they were doing a lot of backdoor cutting. They were doing a lot of movement with him in the high post, finding guys open for layup, open for jump shots. He was hitting guys out on the break and transition with these outlet passes. And, you know, I I tweeted watching that game saying, it looks like the Knicks are maybe workshopping uh, some Hardenstein sets that they haven't run all year. Like, or I don't know if that was just the bench guys just saying, well, Tim doesn't really care. He's probably asleep over there because we we're blowing the team out. Let's just do whatever we want. But like, I, I hope maybe that somehow they could like tap into that a little bit. I think it also would help. Honestly, it would help Randall and Brunson as well because those guys, the way they get their offense is extremely taxing. It's not even just the minutes that they play. They play in a very intense 39, 40 minutes. So if they could get a couple easy baskets, if they could get a couple easy looks from Hartenstein making nice passes and not have to always have to beat their guy one-on-one or beat their guy one-on-two sometimes, you know, facing uh, help defense. That could that could also help in terms of their, uh, their energy level. I think it helped the cohesion of the team. And I think you could see a more balanced offensive attack as opposed to it being so heavily predicated on Brunson creating everything.
1: And that's something we've talked about. It's like, yeah. listen, if to, if the Knicks were starting tonight was the first game of a seven games, you know, best of seven series with the Hawks, then you know, listen, get get uh, Brunson the ball, get Randall the ball, run, you know, do things that that, that put the ball in, in the hands of your best players, your most efficient offensive players, and we'll figure the rest out in the offseason, or what you know, we'll, we can we can you know, just basically go all out for the next two weeks and try to make a playoff run, et cetera. But you still have three months before the playoffs even start. So you've got to find ways. And as you mentioned, it's not just the, the minutes. It's the, it's the the pressure and the, and the weight of the offense that those two guys carry on their shoulders um, in addition to the minutes played. You know, that, that's what makes it so tough and why it's so important to find other ways to put points on the board.
0: Any chance the Knicks explore the trade market here uh, with this Mitchell Robinson injury? I know Ian Bailey last night mentioned Serge Ibaka's name. That's someone that maybe the Knicks would explore with Mitchell Robinson out. It's such a tough, bad, it's a bad situation to be in because, you know, the Knicks aren't necessarily a team that was looking for a big man when it came to the trade market. You're probably looking for a wing and that's why the names we've heard mostly have been guys who were either guards or wings uh, for the bench. Does this change things for the Knicks here? Do you think maybe they look and say, hey, look, we need to get another big in here because um, uh, we can't play this a long amount of time with Harden signed starting?
1: For me, it does not. Again, OB's averaging 10 minutes a night since his returning. Let's give him 20 minutes a night before we add another big, you know, a reclamation project, you know, let, let's see what we have. Let's see if this can work. If, you know, come February, if maybe Hardenstein turns an ankle or Sims is dinged up, you have two solid centers. That's the benefit of having three rotational big men. Um, you have, to, you're down to two now. It's not ideal, but you know, that's, that's one of the benefits of, of having three players you feel confident in playing um, again, let's give OB an opportunity to earn more minutes if around the deadline three weeks from now, Mitch isn't making progress, he has a setback, or Hardenstein's really struggling, or Sims can't handle the minutes, then I'll explore the trade market. But even then, as we know, there will be players that shake loose after the trade deadline, after that yeah. March 1st buyout date. The Nets added Andre Drummond last season. Um, there's always a bit, you know, Javel McGee has floated around. The, the, you know, he'll be, maybe he'll be one of those guys that the Mavs will, you know, will part ways with. But, um, abaca's missed games in toronto for personal reasons hasn't been a factor that you know what could he shake loose you know there, there's it there always seems demarcus cousins is still in the market do i want him anywhere near new york no but it's just <laughs> that type of players that um that you could potentially pick up for free without uh, without sacrificing uh, a young player or or draft asset um if there's a guy that that fits the you know that you're looking to get rid of cam reddish anyway and another team's looking to get rid of a young big um i'll listen to it you know certainly. You explore all opportunities but um i'd much rather use my assets, What even if it's just a second round pick, even if it's just Cam Reddish um, for, for another wing, because I think that's more of a priority um, than, than adding another big to the to the situation. Because then if you trade for a big, you feel pressure to play him, that decreases the chance of Obi getting extended minutes, um, which I think is important. And again, not just for the short term, next two weeks, can we survive without Mitch, but the big picture. You're trying to, you know, again, the Knicks aren't going to win championship this season. Let's find out what we have in top and, before we part ways, before we decide whether we want to offer an extension uh, this offseason, let's figure out what we have.
0: Yeah, it's funny. When, uh, when Ian Bailey, of investment Y mentioned Serge Ibaka, I, like, Loki forgot he was in the league. Like, he's, right. he's right. had these issues where he hasn't played for personal reasons, and I hope that everything's fine with him. But uh, he's only played 16 games, I believe, with the Bucs this season. He's played very limited minutes. So um, I don't know what his availability is at this point. I mean, if you get him for nothing, I, I say, hey, why not? You know, because I, I at this point, I think he he still may be an upgrade over Hardenstein. But, yeah, I think for now, you'll see Nick try to hold whole serve here. And it's really going to be – I really think they're going to give Hardenstein a real shot here. Like, my guess is we won't see this 4-5 Randall OB lineup as much as we would want. My guess is that Tim's going to say, look, we brought in Hardenstein to be a true, like you said, 1A, essentially, at center, not just yeah. – a backup You're right like, this is what he's paid to do like we're gonna get him out there and we're gonna let him play and uh, again th- again, maybe this could be the spark he needs like i'm not even like necessarily taking that and saying that's no way there's no way that's gonna happen but it's just not not nothing that nothing in, in terms of how he's played has inspired any confidence that we will see a major turnaround if you do see his minute spike and if ob is still playing 10 to 15 minutes a game isn't been getting that he's been getting like eight minutes in some of these games like if that is still what we're looking at Knicks could be in for a rush stretch this this next schedule that's coming up is brutal and um this is gonna be this is gonna be interesting this is gonna be interesting to say the least the last thing real quick on on this uh injury for Mitchell Robinson i mean we've had injuries with him really throughout his career Outside of maybe a couple of like on the court things when it comes to maybe fouls or free throws, like it's, it's the one thing that people will look at and maybe question Mitchell Robinson's long term value because of the injury risk. Like, how you feel now with Mitchell Robinson out another essentially month of a season with an injury? Do you, are you is there any concern that this is going to be just something we're going to deal with with, with Mitch as a next?
1: Yeah, no, I think it's, I think you almost bake it into the the, the reason. Um, that some people questioned the the extension, the sixty million dollar extension, was because of his health concerns in the past. He's just one of those guys where I, I, you have to assume, essentially, when you when you ink him to a to a, to a four term four year deal, he's going to miss twenty five games a season. You know, he's going to miss fifteen games. If you get seventy games out of him, that's a that's a great. You know, you 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 count your lucky stars. Yeah you know he's a listen seven footers in general tend to be more injury prone than, than than smaller players and mitch is you know he jumps all over the floor you know he he, he gets in the air to, to challenge shots he, he you know he obviously dunks a lot and he's a high-flying big man he's not a you know an al horford guy who's going to stay on the ground and defensive positioning etc um so he's going to have leg injuries and ankle injuries and he's now this is his second hand you know he's, he's had some hand injuries um so it, it, to me it doesn't it, it you know i think you kind of accept that going into the season um and accept that for his career you just kind of hope you have him healthy for most of the season and if and when you make the playoffs that, that he's healthy um but you know he stayed in good shape um you know it's not one of those things where it's a you know an injury because he's out of shape but he's just uh you know tends to be a, a more fragile guy part of that's part of his playing style um so uh you know we'll, we'll see how it goes forward but not nah, in, in general I, I don't think this has any major impact on the way i view robinson or his future
0: yeah, I mean Mitch, like you said, he's one of those guys. He's gonna throw his body around. I think you're gonna have to kind of pencil in that he's gonna miss about 15 20 games in the season, and you just live with the fact that when he's out there, he could be an impactful. um The most games he's played was last year, seventy-two. um Besides that, he had you know thirty-one in the shortened season, sixty-one in the second year, sixty-six his first year, and he's gonna miss a considerable amount of time this year. So that was the why. That was why bringing in. Hard time was important for them. Like their hope that there was some uh, some relief and some security, and that if Mitch or when Mitch went down, you did have a starting quality center that could come in and play. So and, I think yeah. it kind of is what it is with Mitchell Robinson. I think that's in, in some ways to kind of look at him the same way the Celtics look at, you know, Robert Williams, a time lord. You know, he, he's a guy that because of his brand of basketball, he's just going to miss games. You hope that you keep him as healthy as you can. And you know that when he's out there, he's an immense impact. I think Mitchell Robinson essentially is that kind of player. So Nick's going to just have to live with that and just hope that you don't have some crazy catastrophic injury. Well, he seems to have avoided. Like, he, he, we haven't seen something where you're like, oh, he's going to have this problem for a long time. Like, maybe the broken foot was the one where you thought, oh, this is a little concerning, where he couldn't come back in 2021. But outside of that, it seems to be a lot more free things. Um, he also is a guy that, like, every time he hits the floor, like, I, like, hold my breath because he always looks like he's in so much pain as he's playing through whatever he's going – whatever he's going through. So, uh, so, you know, he hasn't, he hasn't had the, the big one yet. He hasn't had the massive injury that he makes it. Okay. Maybe this contract is going to be a problem, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, this game game was kind of a free thing. He got the ball slapped out of his hand and, you know, he, he hurt his thumb and somehow he looked like, I don't know if you saw the video, like it us like he played through that injury for a good couple of minutes before he went out. Like, so uh, I guess credit to his toughness, but, yeah, it's unfortunate break for the
1: Knicks. We'll see how they adjust, but um, I would, sure. I would, I would, I would say it hurt his free throw shooting. But it, it can't get any worse. Like, That's true. Mitch, please put some air under the ball, like you know, to like just. I, I I I remain amazed. It's 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 one of my bugaboos watching NBA basketball is how these these guys, you know, with the, with all the coaching and, and shooting coaches in the world, like, you know, I'm, I'm teaching my daughter now. She just started her first, you know, her first. Um, clinic uh she's she's eight years old and just you know i, I just, just it's some of the fundamental stuff like put some space in between you know the, the ball and the, the the pads of your your hand yeah <laughs> just did the, 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 the how flat his shot is 45 oh. years in the nba is, it remains amazing but um so that's uh, neither he nor they there i
0: <laughs> tommy aka the shooting coach uh, <laughs> on the on the uh orange and blue Buzz podcast uh giving me some advice on the free throw shooting yeah, it is weird like um you know he shoots a flat line drive and i've never seen him shoot otherwise or shoot a different kind of shot i don't know who has decided that that's the best way for him to be a big Like I don't know. you would think david put more animal he couldn't be much worse but right, yeah right that's how he that's how he's shot pretty much since he's got here so uh we should mix the best of luck uh great that the surgery seems to go well and and hopefully he's not on the shelf too long the he's a him.